What's up, Brewskies? My name is Marco Dupa. And with me, as always, the great, the powerful, it's Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What up, y'all? What's on tap for tonight? Man, we got ourselves a full-on episode. I tell you what, we weren't here last week, and so we have to make up for lost time. Indeed. First and foremost, Corridor Crew. If you guys aren't following Corridor Crew on YouTube or uh, Instagram or Twitter, uh, I don't know if now is the time. You should have been <laughs> following them before. Yeah. But these guys, uh, foremost visual effects, am- uh, I, w- I don't want to call them amateurs because they've, they've, they've worked on Hollywood films before. Sure. But they've made a name for themselves on YouTube as being like user-friendly, uh, amateur-friendly mm-hmm. visual effects artists. Yeah. We've talked about them on the show before, and we will go into more detail about our love for the show later on. They're going viral right now because they decided (laughs) that they would be... They're on the front lines of everything else, so why not be on the front lines of AI? And they did a whole AI presentation thing, what have you. We'll go into detail about that. People are not happy about it so we want to give our opinion on that uh what else do we got on tap uh we also have speaking of animation a new teenage mutant ninja turtle movie trailer this is for the animated mutant mayhem coming out august 4th we also have a full listing of the cast so we're going to discuss as a couple shellheads ourselves uh what we think about the new trailer Mm mm-hmm uh, and then something that is kind of important to me and to most other people of color, if you played video games before, is the idea that when you play a video game that lets you create your own player, how many options do you have that truly represent your hairstyle? Yeah. And, and more importantly, uh, black hairstyles, because they seem for some reason, to be the hardest thing for developers to replicate in a video game sphere. Sure. And so uh, a dev at Naughty Dog has said that it is inexcusable that video games are not able to do that. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that detail. Mm -hmm. And then, last but not least... The Last of Us. The Last of Us. Got to catch up, of course, (laughs) with our ongoing review. One more episode left. One more. Mm Mm-hmm. All that, and uh, probably that's it. That's probably it, yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's get ripping and rolling into the podcast tonight. Uh, I <sighs> forgot to fucking intro the beer, so we're going to do it after the break. This let's is episode 384 of the One Beer In Podcast. Ooh. <laughs> to put on the uh the koozie first yeah rookie mistake mm-hmm. always put your koozie on first for your pleasure and hers <laughs> all right uh, this is the one beer and podcast the podcast where two brews crack open a brew and we see where that one brew takes us 
Tonight's brew is from Human Robot. Ugh, excuse me. Is their Halatower Pills, and I hope that I said that right. I don't know if I said that right. Who can say? Who can say? Yeah. Uh, it's a German-style Pilsner. So, Obi, a little bit more about what we're drinking. As you said, this is Human Robot's Hallertau Pils. It is a German-style Pilsner beer. Uh, unfortunately, no cold read on the can, but I was able to look up their website, and the description excuse me, goes as follows. 5.2%. German-style Pilsner. Hallertau Pils is brewed as an ode to the industrial German Pilsners of the 50s to the late 70s when technology allowed more efficient processes, but the liquid was still brewed, quote, the old way. We use a double decoction mass, or mash, excuse me, 100% German Pilsner malt and 100% German Hallertau middle through hops. And that's it. There you go. So if you're a local, for reference, the Saipo Pills is a triple decoction mash. Ah, triple. I should say this one's brewed in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Shout out to Human Robot. If I'm not mistaken, and I'm sure I will be corrected if I'm wrong, but they are one of the first American breweries to start taking advantage of Maliko Pours. Ooh, okay. They are... As far as I know, and again, I could be wrong, but mm-hmm. as far as I understand it, Human Robot is the brewery that came up with the Maliko tube, Ooh, the Milko tube. Okay. So if you're from, if you're a local and you've been to Red Light, then you know that we do Milko tubes, bombs, pours, all that jazz. I don't know if I've explained the Maliko before, but uh, the Cliff Notes is it's a full pour of foam from a special faucet a lucre faucet from the czech republic that can control how foamy the beer is and uh we started doing some like real creative stuff with it like different kinds of pours we have our maliko bomb which i don't know if i wore the jacket at some point i think i no, i gave you the jacket on the show you did that's right yeah yeah um so basically we got creative with the pours human robot got really creative or they were the first ones to i think they're one of the first american breweries to get freaky with the pours Mm -hmm. uh to do like some traditional czech style pours to do some tubes and stuff like that so shout out to human robot yeah i'm looking at their website right now and their uh, menu for actually on draft in their brewery has an entire area of traditional pours and explains exactly what those are perfect the measurements of foam to beer and also ask about a milk tube. Yeah. So yeah. There you go. There you so, go. Shout out to Human Robot. Um, you got to give it up to the, you got to give it up to anybody who comes up with a cool idea. I get really and people know this. I get really <laughs> fucking pissed off. <laughs> you don't just show love to the people that did the thing before you. You know, we know we there's some stuff that we didn't invent. Sure. There's some stuff that we've innovated on. There's some stuff that we've used as inspiration. Yeah. Right? Is that not America? That's what I thought. I thought this was America. Yeah. I thought we were in America. We, we take from all places and reinvent and maybe improve upon, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, this is a German-style pills. It is. So, made in Philly. Philly. If that doesn't exemplify America, I don't know what will. I know. I know. All right. Let's get into this bitch. Let's do it. Let's get into this bit right here. So, what do we start with? What did I say first? Uh, Corridor Crew. 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 So let's start with that. 
Corridor 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 Crew. crew. And I think that we've talked about Corridor Crew on the show before. We definitely um, have. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we. I think at some point we might have cheers to them. At, at, at some point. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Corridor Crew. If you're not aware, is a YouTube channel slash uh, company that does visual Hollywood visual effects. Mm-hmm. And they started gaining traction a couple of years ago because they started doing some really cool shows where they um, they shouted out the lesser known artists of the industry. So visual effects artists, mm-hmm. um, stuntmen, martial artists, things like that. The people that don't get a lot of love when they deserve it because they're the ones who are really making these things work, right? right? And Corridor Crew started doing like really fun stuff where they would make like shorts they would show uh technology that was um cutting edge technology Mm -hmm. in the industry and all the while they would bring in uh stuntmen visual effects artists martial artists to rewatch clips of movies and do the good the bad and the ugly critique talk about some of their own stuff Mm -hmm. uh rewatch some of that their inspiration ask the audience to uh, recommend clips that they haven't seen before, visual effects or stunts. Um, and it, it, they're, in essence, a React series Yes, that they got really big on. And their their main page is the Corridor, just Corridor on YouTube, which has all their shorts on it, which actually went viral because uh, a lot of people thought that their, um, the, uh, the robot testing was real. Oh, yes, that's right. They did the, uh, what is it? The Boston Dynamics. Boston, Boston Dynamics. So yeah. they are the ones, if you've seen the video of the Boston Dynamics robot going rogue, and you thought that that was real, it's because Corridor they got is you. so talented yeah, yeah. at visual effects. Uh, so it goes without saying, but they got a really large following. Since then, and because of their their charm and their brutal honesty about the industry. Mm-hmm. They didn't pull any punches, but they weren't mean yeah, about it, it, how they critique these things. It's the, You can tell that they've always been very careful about not being mean-spirited about any of the criticism. They always give reasons why this could have happened, why why a visual a bad visual effect may have gotten into a movie. Yeah. Or like how it did, that you know, how people make mistakes. Yeah. Um so I I, I feel like at least for me, because I, I count myself among the fans, um, that's always been a, a plus, is that it's never just like, eh, let's just rag on everyone else who's trying to do visual effects. Because, yeah. you know, they're in the same, you know, field. <laughs> yeah, they've never just straight up dissed somebody. It's always been like, this looks bad, but this is this is probably why this happened. Like right, they probably didn't have time, or there wasn't money, yeah. or, you know, bad direction, things like that. Yeah. Um, so that's that's always been um, sort of their charm that they they always seem like visual effects good guys. Yeah. Until until <laughs> <laughs> very recently, right? Wherein Corridor had gone viral again, and this time outside of the normal like nerds who follow this kind of stuff. These guys, yeah, right here. Yeah. Uh, wherein they did a an a fully AI. Like, I guess, remapping or... Not fully AI. So what they did was... What they had done was... What had uh, happened was... they Because they had done before, like, anime-style videos where they take live action and they add effects to it to make it look like 
an anime, essentially, with the same sort of Scott Pilgrim-esque effects uh, that we all know and love. But in this one, it seems like the the main goal of it was to make an easy way of creating what essentially is a rotoscope. So if you don't know what that is, it's, it's, it's painting over real images mm-hmm. in film with animation. Right. So that makes like the really strange nowadays looking animation from like the Lord of the Rings animated movie. You You've ever seen like a scanner darkly? Sure. Yeah. Stuff like that where it's like uncanny. It moves different than other animation. It looks almost too real, mm-hmm. um, but it's very unique and clear. So they want to do that easily without having, you know, because their entire thing was they are trying to democratize, quote, animation for people who don't have, I guess, the skill or the, the team it takes to animate an entire, you know, short even. Mm-hmm. So they said, all right, with visual effects, how can we do that? And the way they did that, which rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, because even they've talked about it, you know, negatively, is through AI scanning. Right. <laughs> uh, so they chose specifically uh, Vampire Hunter. D. D. Um, These nuts. <laughs> um, and they specifically scanned a bunch of example photos from that movie mm-hmm. and used that to generate a lot of what ended up in their short. Um, and, of course, a lot of people are very angry at that because, you know, depending on how you're looking at it, that's just stealing. It's really, really surprising to me that a bunch of guys who are incredibly smart and also incredibly online yeah. would not understand what was coming next. When they, they even mention AI. They had to, though, because they themselves, <clears throat> in, in some of the past videos, have specifically talked about the downside of AI. It just feels like in this video, they completely threw all that shit out the window. Right. And it's just like, but here's the good way to use it. Well, and I think that they, dist- they ch- tried to. I'm not going to say they distanced themselves. They tried to distance themselves from it by saying how much else they had to do to make it work. So it's like we didn't just hit like search term Vampire Hunter D uh, Corridor Crew and said, hey, look, we made art. It's not that simple. Yeah. They, they went in. They had to adjust things. There, there was like a, an issue with a, specifically like a stuttering effect in the animation that they had to figure out a workaround for. Yeah. And they did, you know, and, and so you can't take that away from them. But it's still clearly it it wasn't enough to distance themselves from the ai discourse no no because they they firmly planted themselves right in the middle of it yes and this is something that's been going on for a couple years now but has been ramped up in the last year and a half or so when you see things like chat gpt Mm -hmm. um you see a lot of like AI technology that these these uh, companies that are testing with. You see a lot of AI art being created, and sure. people are wondering why. Uh, what is the difference between you know uh, AI art and like real art, and like people asking a lot of like moral questions about what it means, like what AI means in the art sphere. Mm-hmm. I guess before we go any further, we should talk about like how we feel about AI, maybe in general. More specifically in the arts. Sure. What do you think? Let's do it. Okay. 
Um, I guess, do you see any advantages to AI as it's implemented? I guess from what you've seen so far. Yeah, I mean, it could be. there are clear advantages, and I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. Because <laughs> it makes... All right, so, like, for my industry, as a writer, there's been a big discussion about, are we all going to get replaced by AI? Yeah. That you can just write, you know, in ChatGPT, like, you know, give me a blog about Universal Orlando in the style of Hemingway, and it can you know, figure something out. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a little scary because it can, but also as a writer, I have a big head. <laughs> so I feel like it can never do as well as I could do. Now, I think... It couldn't. Eh, thank never you. Never as well as you could do. Thank you. Just me. That's what I'm other talking. other writers. The ru- yeah, the rest of them. I maybe I can't speak maybe. for them. Not me. Um, couldn't be me. Mm-mm. But I think I think in in the worst case scenario, the future is we're going to have a lot of this AI helping with the process, but not at least no time soon. Completely filling these roles. Mm. Um. Now, do I think that's going to account for some downsizing in the future? Wh- where, whether it, de- it comes to writers or graphic designers or whatever else they want to use it for? Potentially. Mm. But I think there's always going to be, a, at least for the near future, a need for an editor to review those things and somebody to, to really check. I, I mean, I, as a human being, I need somebody to edit my stuff sometimes. You know? like Right. It, it's just very such an, rarely though by that i mean like i need to look over it one more time and just go like it's awesome right right, right. so you're We're like great. editing your yourself right? yeah editing. i say edit but i mean like just really bask in the glory of what i wrote seriously yeah yeah um, no i get that yeah yeah, yeah. that's all i need yeah. um but i think i do think that this spells issues moving forward for a lot of people a lot of artists specifically but i i can see a future where there are lots of laws and regulations involved that aren't currently here yet. We're in the wild west of AI right now um, that tamper down a lot of this because again, it so much of it is involved in taking quote inspiration from other people's work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where this, where the limits and, and laws around that? Yeah. What does that mean? You know, like can, if I find an element of my painting in your AI-generated art that you're selling for $100,000, do I get a cut of that? Right. Like, there has to be some kind of tag on, on these pieces. And, it, you know, it, it's funny. People have found literal, like, watermarks on AI-generated images yeah. from them just grabbing stuff off the Internet. Yeah. No, there's, pl- there's, plenty, of, um, there's plenty of AI-generated art that has, like, warped Getty images in the sure. corner and, yeah. and like you said, watermarks and yeah. it's just because they just steal shit. Right. So that's the whole point of the watermark is to say, <laughs> I did this. And exactly. then they just you see a warped version of it. You must pay for this. Yeah. 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 I think I think we're gonna end up in a place where there is a let's say like a, a I don't know, a section of the internet that is cleared for AI use. But if you don't 
put the use of that on your content, whatever it may be, then there needs to be some kind of security block on yeah. those things mm. and some way of tracking. You know, there, of course, anything can be hacked, but there should be some kind of trackers, some kind of block enabled that allows creators to have some kind of security when it comes to not having their stuff taken to be implemented into AI art yeah. or content or whatever else it may be. Now, the bigger issue, which we're not going to touch on right now, is how these things can enable, let's say, people with bad intent to mess with politics. Yeah. And, I mean, really, any any private person as well yeah you know with, with uh face swapping and the the voice voice uh what's it called not modulation but voice imitation yeah um that technology is only going to get better and better especially with people who have a lot of content out there like us <laughs> uh, i mean it's got to be real easy for <laughs> somebody to make us say stuff that we've never said I, you know which not, will be my alibi moving forward <laughs> not giving anybody any ideas but I'm just saying, there's mm -hmm. a, there's thousands of hours of us speaking. Sure. You wanted, and that's what scares me. Yeah. Because not only is there thousands of hours of us speaking, but there's hundreds of hours of me, uh, performing. Yeah. I, for one, hate everything about this. Okay. Yeah. I hope I hope the mics pick that up. Me too. Yeah, my uh, my girlfriend's snoozing uh -huh. back there. Snoozing. Uh, um, I for one, I think that I don't know. Maybe it comes as no surprise, but I'm very very against literally everything about this. Sure. I see I see no advantage to this as 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 far as when it comes to the arts and 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 even when it comes to even things as is like copywriting and and. Um, I mean, they're, they're saying that, that kids are just going to chat GPT and going, write me a paper about mm -hmm. Sojourner Truth or something like that. Sure. And I see no advantage to yeah. AI when it comes to the creative process. Yeah. Um, I've read and I've seen things about like how uh, some people are predicting that um, if you're not, basically you need to get with it or get lost. If you're not a part of the movement then you're just gonna get moved on. Sure. And to me, I I, I hate everything about it. I, I I maybe my tune will change when I see like a more moral implementation of this mm. technology. But as it stands, every single thing that I've seen that is of AI use has turned my stomach and has made me cringe and has made me angry to see. Yeah. And what's made me even angrier is the the supporters who take no they they take zero seconds to think about the artists, the writers, the 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 creatives, the people yeah. that are being stolen from, the people that are being taken advantage of. They 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 don't take one and it's it's all of the Silicon Valley people. Sure. It's it's sure. the it's the Elon Musk dick riders who who are don't, are don't invoke that name <laughs> yeah god forbid yeah dude listen <laughs> you guys are lucky that we haven't decided to spend an entire episode just talking about elon musk yeah because i'm at a point now where i had to stop <laughs> tweeting about it because it was it was it was becoming it was taking over my entire feed i don't think any of us would 
you know, do well to have that episode. You know, like no one would enjoy that. I think it would be cathartic. Well, Maybe for me. Well, no, no, <laughs> I, I, cathartic for me. I mean, same. But I, yeah, I, I, I don't feel like wasting my time anymore. Hey, listen, if you guys want to hear us talk for an hour about Elon Musk. Let us know in the comments. Sure. Yeah, we'll get a real strong beer for that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But as it stands. One cocktail in. I I just don't see any advantage to the implication or, or to the implementation of AI and its implications for the future. I just sure. don't, I don't see anything that makes me, even this Corridor Crew thing, when I see that, as a lot of other artists have already pointed out, it's just like, oh, so... No matter what amount of work that you did, when you look at the final product, all it looks like is you acted out on a green screen, mm-hmm. and then you used the AI to grab a bunch of uh, of uh, source material from these artists who spent hours on this work. Yeah, pulled that and then mapped it over what you guys did and tw- you, tweaked it. And, and yeah, and you and you just fine tuned it basically. Yeah, and then put that out and said, "Look at what we did." Look at what who did. Well, they figured out how to steal. So <laughs> yeah. that, that's not nothing. And uh, yeah. I, yeah, I just, uh, I, saw, I saw one thing uh, talking about the voice changing technology. I saw one guy who was like, this is, this is what you're looking at for the future. And he wrote this verse and he rapped on a beat. And then he rapped, he rapped on, he, he changed his voice to uh, 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 Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was, I mean, other than like, obviously the, the stuttering and the weird modulation yeah, of yeah. this technology, in the moments where it was smooth and you couldn't tell the difference, you really couldn't tell the yeah. difference. It's scary. To me, that's frightening. It's scary. Yeah. And I don't see how you could say that that's a good thing for artistry, for, for creativity. And I see some people say like, Oh, it makes it easier for people. It it makes the, the 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 point of entry easier. But if you ask me, art is hard. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. Right. You earned it. Well, I I'm, can't play the guitar. Yeah. You know why? Because I didn't put the time in. I didn't sure. put the effort in. I didn't shed the blood or mm-hmm. the tears. <laughs> I don't have the calluses on my fingers. I didn't earn it. Yeah. You don't deserve it. Right, right. It's it is acting as a cheat code for a lot of wannabe artists. Yeah, it's bullshit. And you know, like I can see an argument, or I can see people making the argument that, well, you know, you sound like an old fogey who like called hip hop production like fake artistry because you're taking from so many other source materials. But that's not that's not that's apples and oranges. Yeah, exactly. It's apples it's not, and oranges. It's definitely, it's not the same because you know putting in uh, words to Chat GPT and then getting a result's not the same as digging in the crates right. and cutting no, it, up a sample. Anybody and, who tries to compare what's happening now to what uh, producers did in the '80s and '90s has obviously has no idea what sampling actually is sure. because I don't grab a record. Put it into a software, and then a beat gets spelled. right. Right. That all I did was find the inspiration. But what if you could? If I could, I would feel like I cheated. Yeah. I would feel like I didn't earn that. I I I spent hours 
working on one song, working on just one drum loop. Yeah. To feel like I could just grab a thing, feed it into a technology, then come out on the other side with a fully formed thing. And then to say I did that is is insane to me. It's yeah. fucking, it's crazy. So, yeah, I, I, I'm... Mm. Which I guess should really spell how we feel about this Corridor Crew thing. Yeah, really. you know, and the funny thing is, at first, I was kind of impressed by, like, the teaser they put out. I was like, oh, that looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the actual end product, and I got to agree with a lot of the, the discourse on Twitter, especially. It doesn't look that good. No, it doesn't. It really, I think it would have behooved them to do what they had done before, which is take their live action green screen acting which i thought actually you know looked pretty cool and worked for the theme and just add effects to it as opposed to making it this whole ai you know rotoscoped-esque thing that i think loses something in the translation like it, it would look way cooler if they just did their vfx thing around the live actors yeah to make it work i would have preferred them to do this and then acknowledge what they had done. To me, it feels like when I watch it and when I see everything that they post about it and how they talk about it, it feels like they're going, this is, this is the, the, the future, right? Yeah. And, and, and look at what we did, as opposed to what they usually do, which is to acknowledge all of the implications of what they've done. Yeah. And that's the part that bothered me the most, which was like, it really, I felt like they usually are very aware yeah. of what they're doing. It seemed like they were way too proud of what they yeah. did on this one. Yeah. And like, even to the point of like saying, you know, we can show you in more detail how we did it if you pay into it. Well, you know? and they also made jokes about it. If you mm. look at their Instagram as of this recording, uh, 3-8, on their Instagram, they like make jokes about uh, they, they, they remapped The Last of Us and they were like, look at the AI technology and like blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you can tell it's kind of like a wink, wink. Like we, under, we heard what you guys were saying. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if that's the direction you guys want to go with this, man. Yeah, I think you guys a lot of people might are want actually to, uh, mad. <laughs> yeah, you might want to acknowledge the fact that like some people feel a little betrayed uh, by, by you guys. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, what if what if The Last of Us was a video game? Which obviously is a joke. Sure, yeah. And then they just kind of remap it or, or reskin it rather. Uh, and like if you hear their audio, like the way that they're narrating it is like, you know, they obviously are poking fun at Sure. You know. One of the top comments is stop with the AI shit, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is very clearly a joke. Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely is. There's there's a lot of people acknowledging the joke in this so yeah i mean i don't know anyway i, I mean at this point it, it's it's going to be very interesting to see where all of this stuff goes but watching corridor crew a couple of guys who seem like they understood their place on the internet and like what it, what it would mean for them to do something like this and yeah. for them to not acknowledge that for them to kind of like gloss over it um kind of feels like ah it feels like a kick in the teeth a little bit. Rare corridor crew L. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. We'll see if sure. they if they post something where they go, listen, guys, we heard what you're saying. This is the reason that we did all that. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever. It's not like they owe us an apology or anything. Well, I don't give a fuck about that's that. That's the other thing, too, is like, 
I understand a lot of animators especially are upset, but there's been a lot of discourse that's been a little over the top. Yeah, a little bit. A little over the top. Okay. At least for me, you know, feel how you want to feel, but, you know, saying, oh, I knew there were scumbags this entire time. Yeah, that's a crazy thing to say. And, and like, oh, unfo- you know, I've been looking for reasons to unfollow these guys, and now I have it. I mean, Shut they, up. They seem like... Shut up. Seriously. You sound more insufferable than a six-handed AI art uh, <laughs> uh, piece. <laughs> A selfie of 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 me in like uh, uh, medieval times with you know ten fingers on one hand and like a thousand teeth. Yes, <laughs> so many teeth, so many teeth. Yes, yeah, those dudes seem like pretty good guys. It just seems like a rare misstep. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Well, speaking of animation, the arts, and how we could be uh, advancing. Somewhere where we haven't advanced is representation. And I, I don't know if this conversation was brought on. I, actually, I don't know where this conversation has started. It's really funny because I thought you were going into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And no. I was like, <laughs> well, that's an interesting way to get, get there. But okay. We'll All, get right. There. All right. Yeah, you know, representa- like turtle representation. Yeah, tur- teenage. Teenage. Turtle. Mutant. Turtle. Nin- no. Uh, Ninja. Turtle. Representation. representation yes no not yet okay all right we're gonna talk about the idea of finger off the trigger <laughs> uh hairstyles hairstyles mm-hmm. in video games because oh well you have the article pulled up. i do want to just do. go through and then we'll sure uh this is from video games chronicle uh the headline is naughty dog artist says devs quote don't have an excuse to ignore authentic black Hair in games. Um, so <clears throat> this dev, his name is Del Walker. Apparently, previously worked on Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, um, designing Deadshot, who is a black character. If you, <gasps> if you didn't know, um, black su- black Wait. Superman, <laughs> uh, and now he's working for Naughty Dog. So that's hence the headline. But this was all kind of sparked because of kind of funnies own uh, Blessing Adeyoye Jr., who had a pretty good video all about black hair in video games. Yeah. And he went in to discuss with uh, some current designers and devs to talk about why some games get it right, some games get it wrong, and why historically it's been a struggle to, to find more than just cornrows or an afro. Yeah. In a lot of video games, uh, so it's a very interesting uh, video. I think pretty well done. Check it out on YouTube. Um, but that sparked an entire conversation uh, amid both just video game players and the industry at large about why that is and why, if nowadays they get it wrong, why would they get it wrong? And yeah. the answer to that question, it seems like a lot of times, is because. There isn't uh, as much diversity as there could be in development. <gasps> this is my surprise face. <laughs> right. Uh, so, you know, if you're, again, especially if you're talking about somewhere that's not America developing a game, such as Japan, a lot of times it's a cultural barrier where they don't even know what a current black hairstyle is. But you can hire people. <laughs> 
of color. Or you could can just tell Google you. it. You could, but even that is a step removed, I feel, from getting it right. Because you could be like 2023 20, black hairstyles and get a good idea, but it takes a certain amount of knowledge to design that in a game. You know, like, yeah. There needs to be more in depth understanding of what black hair hairstyles are popular and frankly what black hair looks like yeah. <laughs> and feels like and and does you know like cuz so much of it is has been historically like kind of tweaked straight hair yeah you know just yeah. to make it kind of look like a black hairstyle yeah um or just really low poly afro yeah so i'm yeah. i'm looking at GTA San Andreas <laughs> yeah um yeah, yeah. But, you know, I I think if you watch that video, you can clearly see the advancements that have happened, which are all positive. But it I, I see a lot of people online downplaying the importance of this, but it is important for representation. I mean, especially in games <laughs> that are all about personifying uh, a made-up character, yeah. a, a user-created character. Yeah, and if you want to see yourself in the game. Exactly. Imagine <laughs> if you couldn't make... No, I'm, I'm not talking about like uh, just a bad character creator, but a character creator that's pretty in-depth that you still can't make someone who looks anything like you. Oh, it happens all the time. Right. It happens all the time. Anybody, to me, anybody who downplays this really just... I mean, it, there's going to be the rare person of color who downs, downplays this, but it's mostly white people who don't really understand what it means to be a person of color playing these games and what it means to see yourself or not see yourself most of the time sure. in these games. Um, and I think that that's... Uh, I don't know, man. Like it, it, It's something that people don't really seem to... It, more and more, especially nowadays, it's mm-hmm. it's hard for people to like really empathize with other people in general <laughs> and yeah. people of another race more right. specifically. Right, right. And especially in video games, I mean, I, like if you're watching the show you, or if you've seen me, <laughs> <laughs> you obviously know that it's not like I have, you know, a very rare texture of hair. Like I can, I can find myself. Uh, I can't find myself. That's a lie. I can find my hair texture in sure. these video games nine yeah. times out of ten. Sometimes yeah. I can't. Sometimes like curly hair or wavy hair is a little mm-hmm. harder to find. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, I can find mm-hmm. my hairstyle. Yeah. But I will go through these creative player suites and try to and just look at what they do. And I mean, again, if if you're somebody who by the time you turn the game on and go through option one, two, and three and find yourself, yeah. you're not going to even explore the idea of, oops, I dropped my phone. You're not going to even explore the idea of what it means to somebody else sure. who doesn't look like you and how hard it is to find themselves in this video game. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's some games where even the skin tone goes from pale white, white, olive, sort of brown fucking purple sure like yeah. it doesn't even try yeah with black skin well and that's that was one of the points actually in this video that uh one of the designers that he talked to made was one of her favorite games 
back in the day was Animal Crossing. Mm. And the darkest they got was like a little tan. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, and it's it's fucked up. She couldn't make herself as as a kid growing up playing Animal Crossing, and you know it subtly digs deep. It does <laughs> over time. It does. It, it it it. You start to think about like they're not like these developers are not thinking about you when they're creating these games. They're not. They're not. They don't see you playing the game. They can't envision a world where you are playing the game, mm-hmm. and so they don't even think about it. I remember, like even even American made games like NBA Two K. I remember mm-hmm. like looking at their their cornrows, their braids, excuse me, their dreads, and just thinking like Jesus Christ, who <laughs> who is on the design team? Some yeah. of this looks like absolute shit. Yeah, what is this? Yeah, like the the braids are separated by like an inch and a half of skin, <laughs> and it's just like this looks like shit. Nobody in their right mind would walk around like this. Yeah. Not especially a fucking NBA player who's making millions of dollars. You sure. think he's going to go and get his hair braided like this? This looks terrible. What are you talking about? Mm-mm. No lineup. No, no, <laughs> n- you know, <clears throat> it's just, it, it, it was, it, it always amazed me how bad the hairstyles were in some of these video games. Yep. And, uh, it's it's amazing that it's 2023 and we're still having this conversation about hair in video games. You think it'd be the easiest thing to correct, and yet it has it seems to be one of the hardest things for them to get right. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and some of it has to also do with the technology because hair is historically tough to get down correctly in yeah. video games. That you know, there's obviously physics involved sometimes, or individual strands that you have to animate and with movement. Um, so see, when I see a game like Horizon Zero Dawn or Horizon sh- West, and sure. she has individual hairs on her face, yeah, to the point that it angers internet nerds, <laughs> yes, who have never seen a woman up close. <laughs> <laughs> They're like uh, uh, dolphins, right? They're just smooth, <laughs> just smooth, yeah, just wet and smooth. Leather. That's how I like my women. <laughs> when they can do that. Sometimes, to me, it falls on deaf ears when people say, like, well, you know, it's the technology, and it's, like, it's, it's hard to... Sure. It's no, like, it's, no, it's I don't very, think it's difficult. It's possible. It's very it's, much possible. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 is, it, it takes the time for you to, to care, to put that stuff in there. Yeah. To try harder to, to, to represent people. Well, and, again, to go back to this video, uh, he talks... He... he uh, points out specifically Horizon as being a good example yeah. of how well they did black hairstyles. Yeah. And even that one, though, if you zoom in, is white hairstyles made to look black. Right. But it works. You know, like it still looks good given what, what they did. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there, there have been progressions in this, but still there are very clearly places that need to be advance in representation as far as this goes and anyone who says it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter being able to make create a character that looks like you probably hasn't had to have that issue they never yeah people don't think they they representation i mean we've talked about it ad nauseum on this show black superman black superman i'll talk about it every week if we have to I mean, this show is a brown show. <laughs> like, we are 
people of color, I pride myself on this show being two guys who represent something that is different than the norm as far as um, what you see from a, a, a show about nerd culture. Sure. Or craft beer. Or craft beer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a not to say that there is any less merit in these other shows, but there's a thousand podcasts with white men talking about the stuff that we're talking about. We come from it from a, a different lens, from a different upbringing. And yeah. I think that that's important. I think when people hear this show and they, they see us and they hear us, they, they, the people who are like us go, I live that too. Mm-hmm. As there's a lot of people who, who, who didn't grow up the way that we grew up and, sure. and don't see it the way that we see it. And, and there's thousands of shows that I listen to that I didn't grow up that way and I didn't see it that way. I saw it a different way and I continue to see it a different way. Yeah. So all of that shit matters. So it really pisses me off when people are like, what difference does it make? Why are we still talking about this? And it's like, we're still talking about it because look at how bad it still is. Yeah. Look at how much representation there is still lacking in these industries. That's why we're still talking about it. Yeah. You want to end these conversations, then you need to be a part of the solution, which is continued representation. If we get to a point where we all have a voice that is heard the same amount as every other voice, then maybe we can finally stop talking about <laughs> this. But until we get to that point, we have to continue talking about sure. it. That is the point. That's sure. why we have to talk about right. it. Right. Which isn't an anti-white statement. Absolutely not. <laughs> it just it is a it is a statement about equity sure. and equality. It is, has nothing to do with lessening white voices. I hear plenty of white voices. <laughs> there, are, there are plenty of white voices. <laughs> and out I am there, not yeah. saying we need to take away any white voices. I am saying we need to Add. raise the volume right. <laughs> on the other voices. Right. That's it. Right. So that they are all at the same volume, so that we are hearing everyone's perspective, not just yours. A beautiful cacophony. Yes. That's Let's it. Do that. Let's do that. And it starts with getting braids right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. We need the correct braids and lineups. Yeah. Dude, the and, lineups and in waves. some of these games is crazy bad. <laughs> yeah. You would get clowned out of the fucking gym with some of the lineups they have in these games. I have, it's crazy. I have been clowned out of a gym because of my lineup before, <laughs> believe it or not. I was blessed with a both a cowlick and a widow's peak. Mm -hmm. So uh, my barber in high school did the best he could, but... Man, there was no. I remember. I remember you used to cut the widow's peak mm -hmm. off, but you could kind of see the shadow of the widow's peak. It took a day. It took a day <laughs> for it to start coming back in. <laughs> it was like, hey, man, just don't even. What's the point? And the scene that I was in, that we were in at the oh, time, oh yeah, would point that out. Oh, you would get immediately shredded. Yeah, <laughs> you couldn't fucking get out. Oh man. And one time. I trimmed it myself after like day three because I was tired of it. Mm -hmm. First thing someone says as I'm walking off the bus, you trim yourself up there? <laughs> I went, yeah. And he goes, all right. <laughs> you trim yourself. And that's the day I stopped having that done. Yeah. 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 It's tough, man. I can't it's do tough. the fade. I just can't do the fade anymore. No. I can't. No. That's hard. It's Can't hard. do it. It's hard. If you, I mean, you have to work around it. If you don't have like the, you know, 
you gotta have the you gotta have a good hairline. Not even a good or a bad hairline, but just a straight hairline across. You gotta have that Jalen Rose. You don't got that Jalen Rose, sure. man. <clears throat> Excuse me. You gotta stuff. You gotta work around it. Stuff. You know. I feel you. Stuff. <sighs> and they don't. We don't need to go back in time. Unless we're the turtles and we're going turtles in time. <laughs> Cowabunga! That's right, baby. We are living in what some would say the turtle essence. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Coined. TM. Uh-huh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The, uh, the, the, it's, it's been what? It's been. It's been. Past couple of years really yeah we've we've seen this this like resurgence of, of turtles didn't go anywhere though they never really went anywhere you're no. right no, no absolutely no, no. you're right but the quality of the content has definitely gotten better sure you can see there's this real care in the turtle stuff that's mm-hmm. that's that's come out recently yeah. i watched um rise of the teenage mutant ninja rise. turtles the <laughs> the the Nickelodeon show mm-hmm. with the uh, with the newer animation style, right? Where they all look like wildly different. Yes. Right. 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 And uh, let me tell you something, hilarious. Yeah. Great show so far. I've watched like three or four episodes. It's fantastic. Um. So Seth Rogen, everybody's favorite pothead uncle, <laughs> <laughs> is the executive producer slash star of. The new TMNT movie, uh, what is it? Turtle Mayhem? No. Something Mayhem? Uh, Mutant, Mutant Mayhem. Mayhem. Yeah, you got to go with that alliteration, right? That's true, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the, the first trailer just dropped, and I wait, guess... Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry? Trailer trash. <laughs> trailer trash. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. This is mm-hmm. a little mini episode of Trailer Trash, where we're going to talk about Mutant Mayhem. The new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated movie. Yeah, buddy. So, let's get right into it. What'd you think? I, First impressions. I, I loved it. I love the hip-hop vibes. I love the voice acting. They, they, they sound like kids, which is great. I loved it. Yeah. I love that part. Um, the humor seems on point for me. Uh, I love the animation style. It's very Spider Verse, which you know people are going to say, "Oh, isn't everything Spider Verse nowadays?" Yes, and I yes. love it. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, look, look at the latest Puss in Boots, please. Mm. I beg of you. Um, yeah, I mean, it just it it hit everything that I needed to see and that I didn't know I needed to see because I honestly didn't have very high hopes for this movie. Um, maybe that's that's partially why I'm so high on it right now it's because my expectations weren't that high yeah but i am genuinely excited to see this movie yeah and i want to Uh, so not trash not trash no i can't say that i had any kind of foresight on how good it was gonna be it's been burned too much in the past yes i guess yes definitely but yeah man it so far i just i i i had to like temper my expectations because i'm watching the trailer and i'm going I mean, they're nailing it. Everything yeah. about this is so much fun. It really um, captures the spirit of the turtles. Sure. It. It. I. I don't know, man. I don't know if you can. 
I don't know if you can watch this trailer and dislike it and then still consider yourself a fan of the Teenage Mutant <laughs> Ninja Turtles. It just, I, I don't know. Like, so far, it looks like it, it it's just fucking nailing it. Yep. It looks like a labor of love by everybody involved. Um, I guess we should address the April O'Neil controversy. If we must. I mean, I guess we'll just talk about it a little bit. I mean, sure. it, it, here, listen, I get it, nerds. You guys want to fuck a any woman fictional character? <laughs> yeah, and 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 more importantly, any woman that you can't get in real life. Mm-hmm. And so, if you can make them Wish something that is yeah. yeah far off, you never have to worry about being denied by sure, said yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you can dream about you know a tall redhead slender you know scarlett johansson type in a yellow jumpsuit or i guess a megan fox type in a yellow jumpsuit and you can you can touch your penis to that you weirdos (laughs) okay just touch it just just touch it just you know just yeah the spirit of the character can be anything that the writers wanted to be if you watched rise of rise rise the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the way that they captured April in that show, it's a completely different character. It's mm. a completely different character. Okay. So, um, it changes the original story because obviously, like, in the original story, April and Casey get together. Yeah. And they have a child. and two humans. Right. They're which, the, yeah. So, you that's, know, that's part of it helps. And uh, but they're, you know, relatively around the same age and they, you know, they have the turtles in common. So mm-hmm. that, obviously, that is something mutual different. Mutual friends, you know, mutual friends. It's very important. <laughs> yeah. Four mutant turtles yeah. and a rat. A common um, cause. So, yes, I understand if you're like, you know, it goes against my original idea of what the mutant 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 ninja turtles is and what april o'neill is and everything like that all right fine yeah but if you're just like she's not hot you're (laughs) fucking weird dog you're weird you're weird very weirdo behavior that's weirdo behavior yeah you're weird scaring the hoes he's scaring the hoes man yeah it's strange shit to do strange to be the strange kind of person to be. strange way to be you need to reevaluate some things if that's like the priority for you is like why isn't she hot yeah. That's that's weird. Also, uh, actually, as I saw via Twitter, April O'Neil originally was supposed to be a mixed woman. Hit him. So hit him with the facts. It was made it like obviously the original run of the comics was black and white, but famously, April was based on a real life April from mm. one of the co creators who is a mixed woman. And oh. when they colored some of those original runs they made her a brown woman yeah so oof, oof. you know actual oof. actually oof. if you're going based off of the original uh cartoon series you got it all wrong but uh-huh. i'm sorry i'm sorry you got it all wrong mm. Mm. um but mm. that's neither here nor there of course not because yeah. that part would be uh that would go against the narrative that sure. we're creating here. So of course. Obviously, that part we have Hashtag to Hashtag not my turtles. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is this, like a guy who owns a Jewish deli? <laughs> yes. Hashtag yes. not my turtles. It's not my, my turtles. turtles. Not my turtles. 
Either way. Yeah. Trailer was not trash. Not trash. Not trash at all. And I don't know if you've read the synopsis via IGN.com, but learning more about the plot itself has me even more excited. Yeah. Shall I? Please. In Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, after years of being sheltered from the human world, the Turtle Brothers set out to win the hearts of New Yorkers and be accepted as normal teenagers through heroic acts. Their new friend April O'Neil helps them take a take on a mysterious crime syndicate, but they soon get in over their heads. Excuse me, when an army of mutants is unleashed upon them. Love it. It's great. Yeah, it's a great, great uh, spark of a story there. Mm-hmm. Simple. I like yeah. it. You know, you get all the the major players. Right. You get a good reason for them to want to expose themselves. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Love it. <sighs> All right. Well, we'll we'll come back to that at the appropriate time. Yeesh. <laughs> we'll watch the movie, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. Then, and then we'll let you guys know. I would love to. Because so far, I am living for any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle content. Yes. Love it. The revival is upon us, boys. It's fantastic. Yeah. All right. Last but not least... Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> the last of the us. The last of us. We have to give you guys, we know you've been waiting on it. Episode 7 and 8. The That's synopsis. Right. That's right. Synopsis. That's right. So, Obi, without further ado, you know what to do. All right. All right. So we start with episode 7 titled Left Behind. If you know anything about the games, this is the DLC that came out later, but is interspersed into the game itself. This happens in winter when Joel gets injured. Uh, Ellie's trying to treat him in any way she can, but she's starting to lose hope because Joel ain't looking so hot. Actually, he is because he has a fever, and she Mm. knows that's bad. Mm. That's bad. I think she does know. That's bad. That's bad. Uh, So she... Uh, is about to run out of the house. We don't know why, but... Well, actually, we, we do know why. Joel tells her, run, go, get out of here. Go back to Tommy. He'll help you. Yeah. Um, and she's defiantly saying, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Trying to help him out. <laughs> Clearly, they have a bond at this point. Interspersed in this time, we get a flashback. This flashback is all about... Ellie and Riley's relationship. They're both friends. Riley leaves the uh, the Fedra camp that they're in. They're both they were both students of Fedra, uh, being trained to be soldiers. Students of Fedra. The students of Fedra. Um, Riley runs away. We don't know why at the time, but we find out because Riley comes back for Ellie that she has joined the Fireflies. Fireflies have recruited her. She's stationed out at this uh, abandoned mall, and oh, I'll skeet skeet. Just every fucking every time, time. every, every time. time. So sick of it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Riley gets Ellie to leave her uh, dorm and go on a little adventure with her, uh, as she explains what's going on. We're going on a trip. And so they get to the mall and. We find out that Riley wants to show her all of the wonders of the mall. Uh, of course, the mall is something that Ellie's never experienced before because she was born after the in, uh, outbreak. 
She shows her this and that. I'm trying to speed up here, okay? Relax, relax. I, I didn't say anything. I can Did feel I it. Did I say anything? I can feel it. I didn't say anything. That's how you look at me. I mean, if you felt like you needed to speed up, then maybe you should speed up. Okay. If you felt like you needed look, to speed up, so speed up. They have a really nice time at the mall. Shows her uh, a merry-go-round. Uh, and, and, and they, you know, they do the, the photo selfie booth thing. A lot of fun. But then at the end of it, uh, Riley admits to Ellie that the reason she did this was as a goodbye because she's leaving to, where's she going? Boston? Is she going to, no, she's not going to Boston. Um, uh, Atlanta? Atlanta, I think. Yeah. Atlanta. Atlanta. She's going somewhere. I think Atlanta. I'm pretty sure it's Atlanta. Yeah. So she's, she's, yes, she's been uh, stationed to go to Atlanta. She's been. Ellie gets really pissed off at this and the fact that she's been making pipe bombs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To, to <laughs> that little thing. Yeah. That, that old Piccadillo. Yeah. Um, so. Well, and, and, and the implication is that with the pipe bombs, who knows what she could or could not do with that and like. You know, Ellie takes that as like, I mean, if you guys wanted to destroy the QZ that I am currently in, yeah. what is to stop the Fireflies from killing me? Right, because at this point, Ellie is kind of on board with Fedra because yeah. the, the Fedra the captain brings her in and has a heart-to-heart with her earlier on saying, like, you got two paths in front of you. You can either be one of us and boss around the other one people. of us. Or you, the last of us. Last or, of us. Or you could continue to screw around, and then we're going to station you to guard the people who shovel crap. Yeah. You know, like that's which is it. what Riley was uh, stationed, stationed to, to do. do. That's why she left. Um, so you know, Riley essentially says like it ain't equal for all of us. You know, like it ain't easy being cheesy. Yeah, and so eventually uh, they do their little dance off in the Halloween store, mm-hmm. which is part of the game. And uh, Ellie tells Riley, don't leave. And Riley says, all right, they smooch. We find out that that's what's been going on. The, the tension in the air isn't just, you know, something you've imagined. It's, it's, it's there. It's love. <laughs> so Ellie says, well, what do we do now? Riley and says. And they call it. Puppy love. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, we might get a strike for that. So I sang one note. So so accurate though. <laughs> Sounds like the record. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and Riley says we'll figure it out. And then they get attacked by a clicker mm-hmm. uh, who attacks both of them. A clicker. Don't say the hard R. I'm sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Please bleep that. <laughs> I was told I could. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they both Who get attacked. gave atta- you the C word pass? I'm sorry. <laughs> Clicker John. It, it feels dirty now. It feels, it does, it feels yeah, wrong. I don't gotten, like, I don't like saying it. I don't Very like saying quickly it. it got bad. I don't like saying it. Yeah. It, it hurts now. Um, but yeah, so uh, they both get bit. And they, Riley says to her, like, you know, we got three options. Uh, we can either, you know, shoot each other in the head, call it a day, or we could. What's the other one? There, there. I know there were three. The second option was to just basically go insane together, and then 
Ellie was like, what's the third option? She was like, there's no third option. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what yeah. I thought. <laughs> yeah. That's why I couldn't remember the third. Um, but yeah, so clearly they, well, Ellie, they decide together to just go ahead and take as much time they have left with each other. Yeah. That that's worth more than anything else. Yeah. And that we pushes us to the current time, which we see Ellie go, no, 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 I'm not giving up on Joel. I'm going to try to make this work yeah no matter what so she eventually finds a needle and thread sews up joel and that's where that episode ends yes moving on well let's just two seconds let's just give our thoughts on that okay uh i i thought they did it well i i you know i i wasn't as affected as like episode three let's say yeah but i thought that the way they handled it was Really well done. Uh, lots of tension. They do the, uh, you know, like you see the threat ahead of time with the clicker waking up. Yeah. And the entire time, the entire majority of the show after that, you're like on edge because you know that clicker is going to show up eventually. Right, 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 right. Even having played the game, I was like, when are they going to have him come out? Yeah. Um, so that was good. I, I like the tension a lot. Maybe not my favorite episode, but I think worthy of the quality that the show has been giving us so far. Yeah. I really liked it. You're a big proponent of these like DLCs and like, mm-hmm. like really um, exploring the lore of these games, like really expanding the stuff. Sure. Um, so, I mean, I know that I probably wouldn't have dug so much into like left behind DLC or even like, I still haven't played it, but like I'm, I, I, I'm, at some point, I will play. <laughs> Not the Left Behind DLC. I did play that, but the um, the Uncharted DLC. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and so like these these extended stories and well, these things a, to that's not a DLC technically. It's like a side story. Right. You have yeah. to buy the yeah. It's yeah DLC esh yeah 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 DLC esh DLC adjacent yes yeah they are. Things to really kind of flesh out the story and like really fill out the world and make it more alive and make yeah. it give you more context as to why you should feel the way that you feel or however you feel, but like give you more, uh, uh, just more to fill it out. Yeah. And so it was very interesting to see them uh, take an entire episode to go into something that is not part of the main game proper, right? They didn't mm. have to even address left behind at all sure they could have been like a honestly if you wanted to do like dlc they could have ended the season and then like a week after been like oh surprise episode yeah, drop, yeah. boom left that would have been cool yeah I, yeah yeah but instead they decided to give you context as to why ellie cares so much about joel and part of it is the last person that she loved this is what she had to go through with that person. And they show you like what happened. Yeah. And they show you why she is not giving up on Joel Mm -hmm. because you don't give up on the people that you love. Sure. Even at the darkest moment, you don't give up on those people. Sure. Well, and and they, it's important to realize they both thought at the time they were going to die. Both of them were going to die. And even still they said it's, it's better to appreciate 
every last second you have with right. each other yeah. than to kill yourself and, and, and take the quote-unquote easy, easy way, way out. out. Yeah, I think the line was something like whether it's two seconds two, or two minutes, two hours, or two days. Yeah. You know, we're, I, I want to stick around for this. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think, you know, however you feel about the episode at all, that sentiment is a very beautiful, sure. heartbreaking, yeah. poignant sentiment um, that justifies the episode enough. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think, uh, if anything, the show has been a showcase for Bella Ramsey. Yes. And I think seeing Bella break down and smash everything like she does in the game mm-hmm. um i thought that was really powerful and mm-hmm. i thought that it, it was only undercut by the fact that we know that she survives but then i always and i you know i don't know if this is actual like lore or not but i always assumed that she had to kill riley eventually like yeah. she had to put her down yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah for sure she so, definitely had to kill her. Yeah, which just adds so much depth to her character in talking about losing people. Yeah. That is, like, unfathomable for anyone having to, you know, kill their best friend. But also, as a child, having to do that. Yeah. You know, like, it just shows how, why she is... Well, so, and the fact so, that they were, like, really, really good friends. Sure. Yeah. Really like, good. really good Really friends. good friends. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like exactly. Like the bestest of friends. The, be- the most bestest of friends, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it adds some, it adds real character uh, depth. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I absolutely think it was necessary. I, I think it, it was worth its while. Super necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, episode eight. Episode eight is when we are in need. So Ellie leaves Joel because they're running out of food. Uh, she ends up shooting a deer, and the deer runs away. Goddamn deer. I know. The The deer dies eventually and is found by David and James? James. James. David and James. Uh, they are part of this group that is very clearly religious, but something's off. Something ain't right. Something ain't right. Uh, Ellie is able to barter with them. Uh, he holds him. He holds both of them at gunpoint. But James runs back uh, to David's order, who is the leader, I should say, of this group, uh, because he tells James to go get some penicillin mm-hmm. for Ellie. Uh, he comes back, sneaks up on Ellie, holds her at gunpoint. But James, or uh, Ellie, or excuse me, David, tells together. I'm, I'm sorry freaking out i'm not used to having you doing doing two episodes um <laughs> it's too much synopsis man too much my mouth is dry uh david beer. yeah david that won't help uh david ends up telling ellie oh you know you can go ahead take the take the penicillin but one of our guys two of our guys went out to scout and got killed by a dude a dude with a little girl with a little girl so, you know. You know any dudes with a little girl in the area? Uh, yeah. During yeah. the apocalypse? Very interesting. Everything happens for a reason, am I right? That's what they say. So, he lets Ellie go, but soon after uh, has a team, and him included, go after her, track her down. 
Ellie realizes that they're coming after her. Tells Joel, hey, people are coming. I'm going to run away. Be careful. Kill whoever comes down here. <laughs> Be careful. See you later. Figure it out. So she runs off, ends up getting caught by David and crew because uh, she's trying to get them off of Joel's scent. Joel eventually comes through after Ellie gave him some of that penicillin right into the wound. Yep. Very gross. That's how that works. Yeah. You, you shoot it right the into the wound. Yeah. Directly into the wound. Mm -hmm. Twice. Yeah. And then that's all you need is two shots of penicillin. <laughs> two shots of penicillin right in your gut. Yeah. Right in your gut hole. Um, yeah. So he, he, just, he it just explodes <laughs> into your stomach and then so just gets absorbed. And then you just. <laughs> <laughs> you needed the uh, the adrenaline shot yeah. <laughs> from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so eventually um, David's men find one – of, one of them finds where he's hiding, but he has come to enough to hide, stabs him right in the throat, watches the life leave his eyes. Yep. Joel quickly dispatches the rest of everyone who's around, yep. even at 10%. Love it. Um, he does the, the awesome scene in the game where he, he – Holds that one guy at knife point. Yeah, the interrogation scene. The interrogation. Love it. Stabs him to death, then bludgeons the other man. <laughs> yep. Uh, finds okay. out. I believe him. Finds Ooh. out. Yeah. Finds out where uh, Ellie has been taken. Uh, come back to Ellie. Ellie has been taken by David. David's interviewing her to find out what her deal is. We find out very quickly that David is a pervert. A pervert. Uh, he's very gross. He's a class A prevert. He's a prevert. Uh, he's very gross. His vibes are off. He does not pass the vibe check. Not at all. Ellie sees an ear in another uh, another cell. That was the ear alarm. Yes. We, <laughs> it's the magic word. Ah! Um, so she puts together. Oh, you guys are eating each other. Oh, shit. Interesting. That boy's eating people. Uh, so Ellie does her thing, acts like she's playing along with David, ends up breaking his finger. Yep. Bella Ramsey again, doing the most. Doing the most. And eventually, uh, David comes back with James to strap her down and get to chopping. She, they're going to make her some curry. minced meat. <laughs> yeah, some Ellie curry. curry. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie Curry. <laughs> Um, uh, but before they can do that, uh, Ellie bites David. Says, "Hey, look, I'm infected. Now you're infected." Yep. And he can't believe it. But in that time, in that distraction, Ellie's able to break free, chop James right in the neck. Yep. And keep that ball rolling. Mm -hmm. Uh, she goes to their makeshift church, which is a steakhouse, and a little on the nose. Always thought that was a little on the nose. Yeah, that was for fun. cannibals. Yeah, um, but uh, eventually, uh, she's able to get the better of David. Gets well, David, I should say, solidifies that he's a prevert. Yeah, <laughs> gets on top of her and says some gross stuff. Mm -hmm. But she's able to get the better of him and starts uh, hacking away. Uh, very cathartic for her. She keeps on chopping, so even good. well after he's he's dead. And she runs out and is greeted by Joel, who she doesn't recognize at first. But we get a the 
the maybe the the, the best baby girl. Baby girl. Baby girl. It's okay, baby girl. It's okay, baby girl. Um, so good. She's crying. He's able to console her, and we finally see Joel and Ellie together as father and daughter. Yeah. At last. The big baby girl. They've made that connection fully. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's it. We that's we it. fade out. We yep. fade out after that, and we have one episode one left. Episode left. Yes. But first, episode eight, uh, when we are in need, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I thought that they were going to do the cannibal stuff over the course of two episodes. Mm. So I was surprised to see them uh, address the um the the part in the game where you start playing as ellie because joel is so injured yeah and the cannibal stuff all of that to me i i may be misremembering because steve shout out to steve friend of the podcast been on the show before Uh homie uh he pointed out to me that like all of that is like not that much in the game yeah in my head i thought that it was like a couple of hours of the game. No. It's actually not that kind long. Kind of a diversion, yeah. Yeah, it's really just like a quick... It feels longer because it's so shocking to start playing as Ellie. Yeah. Yeah. So so in my head, I thought, oh, wow, they're only going to do this in two episodes. Yeah. But when I when, when you when you take into context, like, uh, it actually is good enough to only take two hours to address all of this sure. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, all right, I get it. And they That's fill fine. out a lot more of David's story. And they do, they do. Yeah. In in the short amount of time it's 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 very it's actually really good storytelling to just drop like subtle little things that tell a story within a story that doesn't get told in the game sure. as well in the show. And I think that this is probably the first time that the show... Uh, okay, now this is the second time. Mm. Because the first time was Bill and Frank. Sure, yeah, yeah. This is the second time where the show was afforded more time to flesh out a character that at once was just a monster, just mm-hmm. a bad character, just a bad guy. And kind of shows you like why this person became the person that they are sure and we get some of that with sam and henry too or yes more of you're their, right you're like, right you, yes yes so i guess and, this is the third time yeah we're seeing a pattern here yeah, yeah. <laughs> the show is doing a pretty well <laughs> <laughs> um so i mean all that to say i thought it was a fantastic episode i was very very impressed with their handling of the subject matter i mean it's dark it's brutal it's terrible uh, but the way that they, the way that they do it is amazing. Uh, Bella Ramsey is, I just don't know how you can continue to watch this show and think like, oh, she doesn't look like, dude, for real, we're still having this conversation. Yeah. She is crush, or well, they are crushing it. Okay, crushing it. Yeah. yeah. So, if you're still thinking like, oh, they're not. They're not my Ellie. Like, no, nah, I don't care what your That's Ellie fine. is. Because <laughs> they're they're killing it. Yeah, yeah. No, they're amazing. 100%. So. I, I, think, I think, obviously, uh, Pedro Pascal is, is doing his thing, too. But and, and the show itself is full of good side characters. Mm-hmm. But I just think the, you know, the crowning achievement of this show, 
and I think it's safe to say because we only have one episode left, is Bella Ramsey's performance. I hope they get everything that's coming to them. Yeah. That sounds like a threat, but... <laughs> I hope you get everything. I mean, as far as success is concerned. Yes. Every role, everything that they want, I yeah. hope they get. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Now, it's funny you say that about it being a short amount of time. Because that does worry me about the last episode. Because... For my purview, there's a lot to get through. Yes. And it's one of the shortest episodes, if not the shortest episode in the entire series. They've already put out the length? Yeah. What is it? 45 minutes? 50 minutes? Uh, I think it's 45. Mm. Yeah. I was really hoping that the finale would be like two hours long. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I would, I would have loved that. Now, you know, you saying what you did about them did making good i guess use of their time gives me some kind of i don't know silver lining on this the fact that it's so short that they're going to do it right yeah but at the same time i wish they would take their time yeah take I, a little bit of time this makes me feel like it was more of a budget issue and like man, we got to we got to you know cut it down yeah. a bit Let's, yeah 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 i don't like that yeah, because yeah, I've heard on a podcast, actually, that the Bill and Frank episode is actually, the original cut was like two hours long. Like, yeah. So I'm kind of hopeful that we're, we're going to have like a, you know, a, a 4K Blu-ray thing of the full cut of everything. That would be dope. I would love More that. gay sex. I Sure. If it's that good. As graphic as possible. <laughs> if it's that good, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm a little apprehensive about what we're, you know, we're edging up to with with look for the light. But you yeah. know, they've done they've done me good so far, and I uh, can only enter into it uh, feeling optimistic. What a way to end! If they don't end the last episode perfectly, if they don't stick the landing, I mean, it, like they got a triple Lindsay going. They're yeah. midair, face plant, right? That would be a disaster. That would be heartbreaking. Yeah, there would. Yeah, it would. Yeah. But the only th yeah, exactly. <laughs> Knock on wood. The only thing that we happen. can do is wait till next week, and then you know, you know, you guys will be here reporting on how we feel about that finale. It is forty-three minutes. All right, that is pretty short. It's very short. Even this week's episode was an hour long. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Big yikes. Yeah. Big yikes. Yeah. But we we all we can do is put our trust in uh, Druckmann That's and uh, other homeboy Mason, Craig Mason, yeah, of Chernobyl fame. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything else he's done has been awful. <laughs> <laughs> all right, That's it, right? Yes. All right. Before we get out of here, you know what we have to do, ladies and gentlemen. It is now time for our cheers of the week. So Obi. What you got? What's your cheers, my friend? My cheers of the week goes to... I've done it before, but I'm going to do it again. Persona 5. Okay. All right. Interesting. Royal. Yeah. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Uh-huh. Uh, so, if y'all don't know, I'm going to be going to Japan next month. They don't know because this is the first time you're talking about They it. might know me. I don't know. <laughs> you might know me in person. I may have talked to you about this before. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go to Japan in, uh, next month for the first time. First time in Asia in general. 
Um, and as sort of a, I won't say a prep, but as just to get into the mood of Tokyo, I'm playing, I'm back to playing Persona. Mm. I had stopped because there is a very cheap boss that everyone online I found has complained about. Okay. Haven't been able to beat him. At least it ain't just you. Haven't been able to beat him. So I've decided to focus every day for at least an hour a day. I'm going to grind. I'm going to grind and grind until I get all my characters as high as possible and take them on again. Yeah. So I... In that grind, I was expecting it to be a grind, as you may think, Mm. but the mechanics made me fall in love all over again. Yeah. The music's incredible. The style is incredible. I wish it was a different kind of game, not an RPG, so that you could experience it. Yeah. Because you would dig the entire style, because it's all based on, like, thieves and, 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 like, heists and things like that. Like... All of the um, like the core trope of the entire thing is that you're part of this like thieves guild, and mm-hmm. you plan out a uh, a robbery or a heist, I should say. And you should say I should say a heist. It's not a robbery. It's a different, very <laughs> it's different a, thing. It's a different thing. Um, a heist is way different than a robbery. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Give it some class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But the class uh, takes a different kind of criminal. Yes, each of your each of your like main targets are they have a different theme. So that's like your main. Wait, focus. that that's the plot of the game. Yeah, you're 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 a thief. Yes, I thought it was like high school and like you're. It is, <laughs> but okay. Look, look, look. <laughs> no one. Look, the persona thing is that you get. You have like a certain persona about yourself, your, your, your personality, right? Okay. Everyone has that. It's, it's like their subconscious, right? Their persona is like their spirit animal, right? Exactly. It's like their, okay. Exactly. It's like their spirit. Yeah. Um, so there's like a, let's call it a spirit realm that you go into. And once you're in that realm, you are personified as who you actually see yourself as. Okay. So all these characters see themselves as these like superheroes, essentially. But they're all kind of like, there's all something, quote, wrong with them that makes them outliers or outsiders in Mm. society. And that's what they get, they like kind of gel together as, as these thieves who for good, they're like Robin Hood, essentially, they go into people's subconscious who are rotten and they pluck out the thing that makes them rotten. And those people have a like come to Jesus moment. Where they go, oh man, I've been terrible this entire time. Let me turn myself into the cops. Yeah. You know, like that's the entire thing of Persona Five. So you know how long we've been talking about this, and this is the first time that you've explained like that part of it. I didn't think you cared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's 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 great. Uh, the music. If anything, if you get anything from this diatribe I'm going on right now. Listen to the soundtrack, please. Listen to the soundtrack; it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, from th- I mean, for me, from three on, the soundtracks are incredible. Yeah. Great stuff. Hey, there's nothing wrong with a repeat cheers because that's how good that thing is. Exactly. I fell back in love with it. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I'm enjoying the grind, which is rare for an RPG, 
And uh, yeah, I can't wait to, to finally beat that boss right. and keep it rolling. I'll take it. Yeah. All right. My cheers is going to the uh, thriller classic, Michael Clayton. I thought you were going to say Michael Jackson's Thriller. <laughs> Michael, the Thriller classic, Michael Jackson's Thriller. <laughs> Michael Clayton. Okay, no spoilers. I want to see this movie. I still You've haven't seen it. You've never seen Michael Clayton? We've been over this. <laughs> We've been over this. I've never seen Michael Clayton. Okay. Number one, it's on HBO Max, so you can watch okay, it like great. whenever you want. That was going to be my first question. We yeah. can watch it after the show. That's I'll incredible. watch it again. Okay. Michael Clayton. I won't reveal any spoilers. Yeah. It George Clooney, right? George Clooney. Yeah. Uh, Tom Wilkinson. Mm-hmm. Tilda Swinton. Nice. Uh, uh, they're actually just the major players of the movie. That's fine. So that's enough? Yeah. yeah. Great cast. Great cast. I mean, this is, this is George Clooney at his best. It's a powerhouse performance okay. of subtlety, of bubbling anger, of... I mean, he's... Uh, there's so much... There's so many dominoes in play. There's so many strings being pulled. Mm-hmm. The basic plot of the movie is uh, George Clooney plays Michael Clayton, the titular character, who is a fixer for a law firm. Mm -hmm. And Tom Wilkinson is the lead litigator for this law firm who is involved in a uh, $3 billion class action lawsuit. Okay. And Tom Wilkinson's character, Arthur, is by all accounts a genius lawyer. And he has a mental breakdown in the middle of a deposition. Okay. And that sets off a, uh, a domino effect of, dif- mm. uh, of, of all of these different things that happen. And basically, it's George Clooney's, Michael Clayton's responsibility to clean all of this up as Got the it. fixer of the movie. Got it. And I don't know how he didn't. I think he got nominated for an Oscar. I don't know how. I mean, I guess I'd have to look at the year that he was nominated mm-hmm. in to see who he lost well, to. It came out in 07. So. 07. Yeah. And mind you, a, a very surprisingly and gladly felt two hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For you some get- reason, I always, I always assumed Michael Clayton was going to be like a three hour. <laughs> because, thing. you know, why wouldn't you? You know? Sure. Why wouldn't you? But it's fantastic, and it's one of my favorite movies. I love um, twisty, turvy, uh, not courtroom dramas, but like lawyer thrillers, mm-hmm. like Fracture, stuff like that. Sure. Movies like that are fu- fucking fantastic, especially when you just get a couple of powerhouses to just act through them. Few Good Men. I mean, good, come I mean, on. I mean, Few Good Men is in my absolute top five movies mm-hmm. of all time. If you put it on literally right now, I would watch the entire. Oh, same, it's, yeah. Few Good Men is so good. Yeah. Um, so I just happened upon it because it was on HBO Max, and I was like, "Oh shit, Michael Clayton!" And I watched it again, and I was like, "This movie is so goddamn good that I need to shout it from the rooftops. I need everybody who hasn't seen it to watch it." So that's my cheers. And fucking George Clooney, man. Fucking George Clooney. That's sure. fucking George Clooney. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's in. He's ob- he plays Danny Ocean, obviously, in Ocean's Eleven, one of my favorite heist movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And one of the greatest heist movies of all time. Um, so, And then he plays... Uh, what, 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 fuck. Oh, the movie where they're on Mars. That is also another heist movie where they steal from Mars. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, fuck. What is, what is the movie called? 
think All right. they steal shit from that movie. From, <laughs> from that movie. Whole, they steal shit from the base on Mars. I can't remember what it's called. I'm almost positive. All right, don't quote me on this because it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. But I'm pretty sure they steal shit. The Midnight Sky? No, 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 no. This is George Clooney and Ice Cube. George Clooney. Just, yeah, just Google ice Clooney and Ice Cube. Cube. Three Kings. Three Kings. It's not Mars. I thought they were on Mars. No. Where are they? It's Desert Storm. No, no, no. Wait. So then what am I thinking of? I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. Ice Cube was in a movie where he's on Mars, dude. Is it because it was dusty? Okay, all right, all right, all right. Hold on, hold on. Is it because it was dusty? Okay, no, 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 no. Stop for a second. Three Kings, they do steal shit uh, when they're in Desert Storm, right? Yes. Okay, all right. Yes. Now, table that. George, <laughs> I mean, not George Clooney. Ice Cube is in a movie where he's on Mars. Are you talking about Ghosts of Mars? Yes. That's the movie that I'm thinking <laughs> oh of. Ghosts God. of Mars. Okay, I'm not crazy. Okay. I just, I just, George Clooney is definitely not in that movie. I just conflated a couple of movies. Okay. All right? But Three Kings is a movie with George Clooney. So we're playing, we're playing uh, Six Degrees uh-huh. of Ice Cube right yes. now. <laughs> were you thinking of Jason Statham? <laughs> no, no, no. I was thinking of George Clooney and Ice Cube. Uh-huh. I just couldn't remember what movie was which. Yeah, but yeah George yeah. Clooney and Ice Cube were in Three Kings, where they do steal shit. They do, yeah. Yeah, right? They steal gold. It's not gold. a heist movie, but they do steal shit. Yeah, from, from Saddam Hussein. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay? So technically, technically a heist movie. Sure, yeah. Because no, they is. had a plan. Yeah. They had a, they, so here's my tenets of a heist movie, right? You have a team. You have a scene where they plan out the heist, they take the thing, and yeah. then disaster strikes. Sure, those yeah, are the yeah, four, yeah. Te- three tenets: team, planning scene, there's steal no, the thing. There's, there's one and two. There is no third. What do you mean? It's a callback. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, it's Last of Us, man. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funnier that I had to explain it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's how jokes work. Yeah. Oh, no, Three Kings is a great movie. Yes. Underappreciated, I think. Thank you. That's, yeah. yeah. It was on HBO all the time. Yeah, yes. When I grew up, like, I I, I always remember watching that movie, like, in bits and starts. Mm -hmm. Fits and starts. Fits and starts. That's the one. Fits and bits. Fits and bits. Fits and ends. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Ends and starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We got the cheers out of the way, but one last thing before we get out of here. We have to review this beer. So, <clears throat> Obi, what did you think of the Halitar? Halitar? <laughs> Halitar! What's in this stuff? Hey, Halitar! 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 German style pills are from Human Robot. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, for me, it is a very smooth. Uh, Sweet enough, but not overly sweet. Yep. Uh, I hate to use this phrase, but good mouthfeel. Good mouthfeel. Round mouthfeel. That's They're fine. Why would you? Silky. What's wrong with using that? Don't be. People are weird. Don't make it like we are a show that reviews things that go in our mouths. Pause. It's true. <laughs> yeah. So don't make it. Don't let them make it weird. Okay. All right. Has good mouthfeel. I I enjoy it. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. Um. I am going to give this guy a five, a five out of six. I really enjoyed it. I think it's a great example of a Pilsner. Yeah. I don't know what makes it a German style specifically other than what goes into it. But like, you know, experience wise, I I can't tell you what a German style versus anything else would be. But I really dig what they're doing. You kind of took all the words out of my mouth. 
out of my mouth feel. Mouth, uh, right out of the mouth feel. Right out of the mouth feel. Yeah. I thought it was, uh, you know, nice, smooth, crisp, delicious, easy drinking. I've never had anything from Human Robot before, and when Same. we brought this in, I was I was pleasantly surprised and excited uh, to taste some stuff for them. They we have a couple of other things from them. And I'll try to grab okay. for the show. But to start with, this is a pretty high bar to set. Yeah. Um, and the reputation of Human Robot precedes them. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just happy that we got to taste this. So yeah. I would also give it a five out of six. So very nice. Unanimous five out of six for the human robot Halatau. Halatau. I'm gonna figure out how to say that. Hollertau. Uh Hollertau. I wanna say real quick, Please. the last three beers we've had, all five point two percent A B V. Oh. Weirdly enough. That's very strange and yeah. also pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird coincidence. I know. Strange. Uh, I think some of you guys are lying. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's lying. Somebody's lying. Yeah. All right. You think we got it? I know we got it. Well, then let's get the fuck out of here. This has been the One Baron Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, and for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Beep, beep, boop, boop. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer. And have yourself a beautiful evening. We love you.